Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 85. My name's Tyler. I'm here with Matt. We have a very full show today. We do. <clears throat> and we also have a sponsored show. Yeah, well, let's jump right into it. Who's sponsoring us? Fastest um, time to sponsor this week on episode 85. Yeah. Um, this is a new sponsor. It's uh, it's AJ's Tacos in Chan. Mm. Have you been over there? I have not. Okay. I have you? It's, no, I haven't. But Great endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> but after reading what they submitted here, I think it, it sounds like we should check it out. Uh, this is episode 85, you said? Mm. Episode 85 of the Valley View podcast is sponsored by AJ's Tacos in Chanhassen. Now open daily from 11 to 11. Come in for lunch specials. Uh, sorry about that, AJ's. Come in for lunch specials daily and on Monday night, half price kids menu. Oh, that sounds good. Now featuring uh, tilapia and calamari tacos and enchiladas and mouthwatering chicken bacon ranch nachos. Does that sound good to you? Chicken bacon ranch nachos? No, we'll get <laughs> okay. into why in a little bit. Okay. We have a new contract with Pepsi Cola to supply beverages, and our lemonade is made fresh daily. Check out AJ's Tacos in Chanhassen. You won't be disappointed. There is, Thanks, AJ's. There is a real AJ's Tacos in Columbus, Ohio. Really? In case anyone was wondering. Okay. Sounds like they expanded over uh, this direction. They expanded from imagination to reality. Thanks, AJ's. That's so cool. We'll pop over there. Shout out to AJ's. <laughs> Like Tyler said, we've got a full episode. We're gonna we're gonna hit numbers today, right? The book of numbers, book not of, just like one, two, three, four, five. The book of numbers. We have a a discussion to have on air where we're gonna try to determine who who's the pickier eater. Tyler that, Which came myself. out of nowhere actually. Like we were meeting before we had a lunch yesterday where I told Matt I thought he was pickier than me. And Matt said, that's no, no, no. The... you said that you thought that you were pickier than me. That's yes, I did yeah. say that. And Matt said, that's the first time anyone's ever told me that. Yeah. And so yeah. then we were talking about pickiness a little bit there, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to try to, we set up a little test to try to figure out who's actually, or actually the pickier eater. But uh, before we do that, I thought this would be a good time just to do a little life check-in with Tyler. Okay. It's good to... It's good to just check in every now and then. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Yeah, see how life is going. So I just I just got a few questions to ask you about your life. Okay. Ready? Ready to... Mom's maiden name, social security <laughs> number. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so we're just doing a little life check-in today on the Valley View podcast with Tyler. Um, okay, first question is about uh, friends. Okay. Ready? Do you have any? <laughs> well, actually, the question is, Tyler, do you feel like you... Right now, do you feel like you have reached friend capacity or do you feel like you have room for more people to jump on the bus and be your friend? Um, I'm not really looking for friends, but I also don't feel like I've reached capacity. Well, just because and that's not even like. Like, I probably have reached capacity, like there are friends that I just don't get to see very often because I'm busy, but I don't really feel like there's a certain number of people where like I have nine friends so i can't have any more friends mm -hmm. until i lose a friend mm -hmm. um but at the same time i'm very content with the amount of friends that i have so i'm not like not like going to mixers to try to meet new friends but you don't feel like you're at capacity like you could add a i can make a friend you could add a friend yeah okay yeah would it make you nervous to think about as you're thinking about taking this new person on as a friend 
Does it ever make you nervous to think about the time commitment that's going to be involved if you take on another person? No, because I'm kind of a bad friend. I'm not very good at spending time with my friends. <laughs> the thing is, like, I don't. I like I would be willing to make a new friend. I'm just it'll I don't know how it's going to happen because for me, most of my friendships are built on history and shared experience. Mm -hmm. Emily and I have talked to this before that like if and when we ever move away in like 100 years, you know, mm -hmm. like when I retire in 40 years and we move away, um, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to make friends. Like, am I, I don't know if I'm going to make friends because I'm not, I'm not looking like my friends are people that I have known for a long time. And mm -hmm. if I move somewhere else, then I have not known these people for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I get a little worried about that sometimes. Yeah. I think that might be a difference between you and I, I uh, am always on the lookout for like a new best friend. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, I have a best friend. <laughs> I have best friends in two categories, Justin and Emily. So they should, should they both feel pretty secure in their best friendmanship status? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I'm not really saying I'm looking to replace anyone. Molly. On my current slate of friends. I just more so approach meeting a new person as like, hey, this person could become like a really good friend. Maybe I should invest some time and energy in this. It's because but... you're more optimistic than me. <laughs> Maybe so. Would you consider Molly your best friend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we... Um... But you're always looking far, for a new best friend. By far. Well, like I said, not to replace anybody <laughs> on the current slate. I just wanted to trap you a little bit. No, when I got married, I had to create a new category because Justin did not stop being my best friend because I got married. And oh. yet, I can't not say that Emily is my best friend. Mm -hmm. So so it, it may or may not be true, but you just feel like you can't not say it. No, she like it. it it's just a different category. Like wife is a different yeah. category than non-wife. Yeah. Like no, I have like my exactly. wife best friend and my non-wife best friend. And that doesn't mean that Justin is a better friend than Emily or Emily is a better friend than Justin. It's just like they're two separate entities. Is it kind of like when if you were to become president, your wife would automatically become first lady, like your wife automatically becomes best friend status. And, and Justin would be my first man. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Justin. And maybe it's like it's like vice president and first lady. It's just different categories, but they both are like first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Justin's your vice president and Emily's your first lady, but they're both your best friend. Okay um that's good i'm glad that's going well for you thanks all right let's move on to the next question how here. many are there i actually have a clip i've, I've literally got a clipboard so this is kind of like you being in the I'm doctor's being office interviewed again yeah i've got these on a clipboard how many questions are there oh, there's a lot i don't think we're gonna get to them all we can do some next week but yeah maybe we'll do more checking in next week um <laughs> all right i we'll... really thought these questions were gonna be like tyler how you doing <laughs> i'm supposed to answer that no they're very specific okay all right tyler what character traits are you working on right now what uh, what do you see in yourself right now that kind of bothers you that you want to kind of be working on um i and this is not me trying to think of one thing i just feel like i always have to work on everything about myself so it's hard to distill mm. it down to like one thing uh -huh. um i feel like i'm not very caring that's probably one. Oh, really? Don't really about, about people or issues or anything? People. I care about dumb stuff that doesn't matter a lot. But I just, I sometimes I, yeah, I should care more about people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I really care about Emily and I really care about my good friends and I really care about my students and besides, and my family. Okay. I think I already said family. But, okay. But besides that, I don't care as much as I should. <laughs> How does one work on that? <clears throat> is that just kind of part of your personality that's set that you really never really change? I hope not. I mean, 
I feel like what you're the night the Christian answer to that is to think about how the people that I don't care about are also made in the image of God, and I should care about them. <laughs> but that's much easier to say than practice. I appreciate the honesty. This is just a check in. Okay. Right. We're we're just checking in. To see mm-hmm. how you. It was my physical. Yeah. My twenty five year old physical. <laughs> kind of a relational physical. Yeah. Actually. Um. Okay. Next question. How's your relationship with your parents going? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the best it's ever been. Do you wish you had more time to talk to them or is the time you have about right? Um, I think the time I have is about right. Mm-hmm. I think I probably see them like every other weekend. And I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's not mom. Don't be sad. I know you'd like to see me all the time. Um, And I would love to see you all the time. But like, I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's risk. Like if I if like I live far away. Like, I would feel like I was, like, missing out, you know, like, on my family, because they're all here, and just, like, on, mm-hmm. like, having time with my family, you know? Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm missing out on having time with my family, so that's why I say that it's about right. Okay. Do you ever talk to your parents on the phone? <clears throat> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I mean, well, sometimes my mom will call me, and we'll talk for five, ten minutes, but I don't, like, schedule phone calls with my mom. Emily does, because her parents live three hours away. Right. But And I think, yeah, like, if we moved and lived far away, I would have to start calling them. Mm-hmm. Okay. But good. As is, no, I I see them in person enough. That's good to hear. What uh what do you wish you had more time to do right now? Disc golf. Mm. Okay. Easy. easy. Easy answer. Okay. And some of that is because of time and some of it be- is because of weather and some of it is because of light level. Cuz we don't have as much light in Minnesota in January, so there's less time after work to play. Tyler, I pronounce you to be in good shape. Okay. Nice job. Do you have more questions to ask me next week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll cool. see. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll check, check in, in round two. We'll check in again next week. We got to move on to determine uh, which one of us is the pickier eater. So how are we going to do this? What's the test? I mean, so we each wrote down 10 foods okay. and we classified it as like 10 ordinary foods. Okay. So we're not going to say like liver. We're not going to say like we did that episode. Actually, part of this thought process was like we did that episode on weird foods. Like, will you eat weird, this weird food for the sake of ministry? I don't remember what episode that is because I don't remember anything about this podcast. Um, But this is not that. This is like okay. ordinary foods that we assume that most of the population likes. And the question is also not like, would you eat this? Because I think I would eat all but one. of uh, Maybe two. I, I would eat almost all of the items on this list. It's okay. like, do you like them? Like, would like, do you enjoy eating this thing? Do you enjoy eating this thing? Yeah. Okay, that's how I'll answer the question. Or like, well, maybe in, like, would you, or it's like somewhere between like, do you enjoy it and would you choose it? Okay. Because sometimes I'll choose to eat things that I don't necessarily enjoy, but I'm not going to choose to eat something I don't like, mm-hmm. you know? I think for me, the way this is going to have to work is I'm just going to have to go with my first gut reaction. Because if I think about it too much and yeah. like think about what's the definition of like versus enjoy versus all this, I think it's going to get convoluted. That's true. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if your gut reaction to the food is yes or no, that's how gonna, you should answer That's what it. I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So how are we going to do this? We've each got at least a list of 10. We have 10, yeah. So maybe we just do like three and three and just go through the list that way. Okay. All right. So why don't you hit me with your first three and I'll give you a yes or no. Okay. And then I'll I'll hit you with uh, the first three out of my list. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, yes or no to pineapple. Yes. No for me. So, so far it's one. But yeah. So you like one thing so far and I like zero. We should keep track. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do tallies. I'm going to, I'll do tallies. Here. Okay. So, so, far. Matt, so Matt gets a tally. Matt has a tally. Because I like pineapple. Okay. Okay. Uh, sour cream. No. No. So no tallies for either of us. And fish. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. So one for each of us. Okay. Okay. All right. Just fish in general. Yeah. I mean, they're, okay. I don't like tuna, but I like like tilapia or like okay. salmon. All right. There, got, there more, got... There's more fish that I like that don't like. Okay. I've got a specific kind of fish on my list. Oh, cool. So um, anyway, well, let's just, I'll go ahead and say it right away here because it's my turn, right? Uh, salmon. Yes. That's a yes for me as well. Good job, team. Okay. Green beans. Uh, um, I don't know how to answer that. That's the first hard one. Because I would never choose green beans, but I don't dislike them. Go with your gut. I think the gut is yes. Gut is yes. Okay. Go what about yes. you? Um, I'm a yes okay. for green beans. And the last one uh, for now is peaches. Yeah. Okay. What about and you? I'm also a yes. So, wow. so far I've got five yeses and you've got four. So nice. pretty even. Okay. All right. And I'll do three more. Uh, blueberry. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hate blueberries. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like the taste. I don't like the texture very much. I just don't like them. Giving myself a tally mark. Okay. Jalapenos. No. No. Does that surprise you that I don't like jalapenos? Uh, yeah, it does because I know you like spicy food. I'm fine with jalapeno flavoring, but I don't like jalapenos. All right, texture. Yeah, I don't like how they like squish. Uh, candy corn. Yeah. No. I don't like candy corn. What is your problem with candy corn? No, you checked me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm at four. It. I'm at five. I got it. Thanks. Okay. 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 Uh, Tyler, uh, yes or no to white bread? Yeah. Okay, I am a no. Mm, interesting. Uh, baked potato. Yeah. All right, me too. Nice, good job, team. Like the baked potato and uh, potato salad. No. <laughs> I am also a no. Okay, cool. Um, we're getting there. Should I do my last four all together? Yeah, why don't you do your last four? Dude, close to white bread. Uh, my next one is yes or no to buttered toast. Yeah. Yes, I like buttered toast. Sometimes <laughs> it just really hits. <laughs> but you wouldn't want it on white bread. You want to have wheat or something? No, toasted is fine. I just don't really like oh. like a, uh, like a sandwich on white bread like that you buy at the store. I think I've lost the taste for that. Oh. I had too much when I was younger. Okay, okay. Right. All right. Uh, yes or no to mint? Yeah. No. You're out for mint? I don't like mint. Oh. I, I will sometimes eat. This is why it's important. Like, it's just gut reaction. Because I'll eat mint. Uh-huh. Like, I'll chew mint gum. Like, I use mint toothpaste. But I don't like mint. You don't like the flavor? Mm-mm. I would never choose mint. So mint chocolate chip ice cream. No, mint I, Oreo. I don't like it. Nope. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, ranch dressing. Yeah. No. <laughs> I I'm actually evolving a little bit. I will now use ranch on my like chicken, like if mm-hmm. I'm at like Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. But like that's like the it, that's like the only time. It's like I only like ketchup with fries. I only like ranch with like hot chicken. We had uh, a young family over for supper one time. This has probably been 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Different state, so it's nobody that you would know. We had their family over, and they had a couple of young boys, and we were serving chicken, mm-hmm. and everything was on the table, and we were, I think, getting ready to get Caress, back. caress. I got an email today that there have been a lot of caresses lately. He, it, There was a caress. Gustavo, that was a caress. <laughs> that was an accidental <laughs> sideswipe. Yeah, and he, and he touches a caress on this podcast. <laughs> I, just, I had to point it out because I got that email like four hours ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we I think right around the time of the prayer, we were asked if we uh, had any ranch. Uh, and did uh, you? We had ketchup on the table. We might have had barbecue sauce and we were asked for ranch. I don't think we did. Molly might be able to give input on that. We just have always thought it was funny that they asked for ranch. Were you offended by that? 
Uh, no, we weren't offended. I just think we thought it was funny. And also we've, we keep talking about it. So it made a, it made an impression. I, I have to go a little deeper with this. <laughs> did you not like, did you think it was funny because it was weird to want ranch with chicken? Or did you think it was funny because they asked for ranch when everything else was on the table? Yeah. The second we thought it was funny that they took the initiative to ask for something that wasn't on the table, even though I don't have any room to talk. Like everyone in my family knows, like if, if we're having salad, even if we're at someone's house and there's no croutons, I don't have any problem saying like, Hey, are there any croutons? I was going to say, cause I ask if there's <laughs> things like all the, I, that was my follow-up question. Yeah. It was like, yeah. do you think it's like impolite or bad to ask for something that's not on the table? Yes. You do. do think that's impolite? I do. But you do it. Uh, I did it once about 20 years ago and I have, I've never heard the end of it basically. <laughs> okay. So you so don't, I, you don't do that. I, I think now, even though I, so I'm kind of backtracking on what I said about croutons 20 years ago <laughs> I, I would have done it i think now i kind of have realized that that's can be like what if they don't have any like what if the host is like oh i'm sorry we don't have croutons now they feel bad because they don't have something that i've they know that i want so, that's there's a matt and tyler difference because i i ask whenever there's something like it's mostly hot sauce like if i'm having something that i want some spice for i, I will always ask if there's hot sauce and if they don't have it i'm not mad at them and if they feel bad, I don't want them to feel bad. I know. But so you're not in control of that. Like, they're going to feel bad if they feel bad. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, you're right. They're going to feel bad if they feel bad. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're necessarily going to feel bad. No, not necessarily. Yeah. But they could. And so I'm, I'm no longer willing to take that chance of offending the host. <laughs> but you were not offended that they asked for ranch. Well, I would say it was somewhere between... Uh, confused, offended, and tickled. So you would be, so are, are you, this is important. Are you guys offended when I ask for hot sauce when I come to your house? No, no, no. So what's the difference? Uh, I think, well, we, we know you pretty well. We know that you like hot sauce. Um, I don't even know if I could say what the difference is. It, okay. It's probably built up on our minds over the last 15 years or whatever. The, like, remember that, remember we had them over and they asked for ranch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was that was an interesting tangent though because yeah like I I don't think it's impolite to ask if they have something that's not on the table as long as it's not ridiculous. Maybe we should have the listeners um hit you up on Instagram. Yeah, and let you know DM doing. me. No, listeners, DM me at Paul votes Tyler. P O L L votes Tyler. If you tell me whether or not it's rude to ask for something yeah. that's not at the table, right? But but like not like something wild, right? Like no. Like that, like natural... they're serving you chicken and you ask for like fish. Like that's obviously rude. <laughs> right. But like they serve you chicken and you ask for ranch. A condiment. Or... Yeah. A, yeah. A crouton. Let's let's say a condiment. I feel like a condiment is like a reasonable. Okay. Like, is it rude to ask for a condiment that they don't have? Yeah. I actually feel like if I was being served a hot dog and there wasn't any mustard sitting out there, that I there's a good chance that I would just say, "Hey, you wouldn't happen to have any mustard, would you?" Oh, okay. Um, you you so, seem like you're kind of wavering on yeah, this. Yeah, I am. I'm being a little bit selective. It it kind of it probably depends on like how badly I feel like it's needed. Like, <laughs> I couldn't eat like a hot dog by itself. I just don't think they taste that good. But I'm also not a ketchup guy on hot dog. I really mm. like mustard. So it's probably like how great I think the need is. And you didn't feel like the need for ranch in that situation was great enough to ask. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it felt a little luxurious to me. Like <laughs> and, and, and a little bit extraordinary. Ranch is pretty luxurious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. No, DM me at Paul Boats Tyler though. Is it rude to ask for a condiment if they don't have if that they didn't put on the table? I, I'm actually really curious what the listeners say, so please respond. Okay, okay. 
Okay, last <clears throat> thing. Yes or no to carbonated water? Uh, Yeah, I'm actually drinking a lot of that these days. Uh, Sparkling water, like carbonated. Yeah, okay. Correct. No is my answer. And you are a no. Okay, there, we're starting to see some separation. I'm a, I'm a no on carbonation in general. So Okay, okay. So I'm currently at 12 yeses, and Tyler is at 7. And you only have four left, so I'm officially pickier. <laughs> but let's see what the, let's see how it ends. Pecan pie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. See, I'm a no. Interesting. I'm a, I'm is that no the there. first one that I've said no? It's not. It's one of the first ones, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All but right. it's like a. It's like I don't know if I've ever actually had pecan pie. Pecan pie. Hmm. I think I like. I'm a yes to the idea of it. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Uh, all right, carrots. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm a yes. I, I feel the same way about carrots that I do about green beans. I would never actually choose it, but I'm fine with it. Like, okay. it's fine enough that I'll say yes to it. Okay. Uh, grapes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. I, I eat grapes all the time. I, I don't really like them. Well, but you eat them all the time. I do, but I don't really like them. So how should I answer well, that? I don't really like them either, but I like carrots, green beans, and grapes are all the same way for me. Okay. I, I ex- Cotton candy grapes I legitimately like. But grapes in general, I don't, I just eat, like, I eat them. And specific, I'm kind of selective, too, because I won't eat them if they're, like, soggy. They have to be, like, firm, like, a day or two old. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll say yes, but I think that you're wrong for saying no to something that you eat all the time. (laughs) Okay. So grapes was a controversial one for us. Here's the last one. How about olives? Yes, I love olives. Oh, okay. And I'm a no. Okay. I almost caught you there at the end. You did. You made a nice comeback. You finished with 11 yeses, and I had 13. So we're in the same ballpark. Okay. Like it's a it's a valid comparison. Like, yeah. hey, Tyler and Matt are pretty picky. Yeah. That's true. Because okay. if we if we had twenty different items, then maybe it would be me thirteen and you eleven. Could easily be that way. But it's yeah. like uh, the the variance is such that it's inconclusive on who's pickier. <laughs> it is inconclusive. Okay, Tyler. What comes to mind when I mention the Old Testament book of Numbers? You had to be specific about what you meant when you were saying yeah. numbers. Yeah. Um, the bronze snake. Yes, the bronze snake. That is about the only thing that comes to mind when I think of numbers, besides a lot of numbers. Can you remind our listeners what was going on with the bronze snake? That's a pretty like that's a pretty important uh event in the book of numbers. Right? It's the the probably the most the event that most closely signifies the work of Christ, where we see like the most transferable numbers event. <laughs> yeah. But just give us a little background and what exactly happens with the bronze snake. If I remember right, the Israelites were disobeying as they were known to do. And they, because of that, they were punished and God sent a bunch of poisonous snakes into their camp that were biting them and killing them. And then they cried out to God and they said, God save us. And so God said, Moses, make a bronze snake and put it in the middle of the camp. And when you get bit by the snake, when you get bit by a snake, if you look at the bronze snake, you won't die. But if you don't look at it, then you will die. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Jesus quote like jesus identified himself with the bronze snake in john mm-hmm. is the to yeah. carry that forward yeah he said just as the snake was lifted up in the wilderness so the son of man will be lifted up yeah talking about the cross or if anyone so basically the, the transferable idea is that for people who um are dying you know uh either physically spiritually physically in the case of numbers spiritually in the case of new testament mm-hmm. gospel people that are dying the only way to be saved is to look at the the appointed saving savior. entity the savior yeah the savior which 
is which is lifted up. Like mm-hmm. that's a pretty key term in the Gospel of John. Um, that Jesus made that comparison of himself being that object, quotes object. Which is really interesting that Jesus is identifying himself with a snake. Yeah. How come? Just because of the snake in Genesis three, like the original like bad guy in the Bible is a snake. And yeah. Jesus is like, yeah, I'm I'm like that's sn- not that snake, but I'm like a snake. Yeah. The bronze snake. The bronze snake. Hmm. Um. So that's one episode in numbers. What's the rest of the book about? I don't know. Well, I know that I know that Israel's like on the edge of the promised land, but not actually going in yet. Like they're wandering in the wilderness mm-hmm. and then they like at the end of the book, they like get to the edge of the promised land, but they yeah. don't go in. Yeah. Because we have the entire book of Deuteronomy to talk about next week. One of the things that I think is really interesting in numbers is the the, the middle chapters, 15 and 16, uh, have these two accounts that show us just how serious disobedience oh, and rebellion is. I saw Korah's rebellion on there. That's yeah. Like the, the earth swallows people up, right? Yeah. The kind people, of metal. Yeah. Kind of metal. Kind of metal. Yeah. Kind of hardcore. <laughs> it is. Korah's rebellion. These people were opposing Aaron and Moses, and um, they had this big day of testing. Oops. I think I just did another swipe. <laughs> yeah, another swipe. <laughs> Not really a caress, I guess, but... You know, maybe it's your fault. Maybe your knee's too close to me, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, my legs are longer, so it's probably my fault. I just didn't know if you would ever uh, blame me for it. It's not really in Matt character. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So anyway, uh, we see the seriousness of rebellion because these people are swallowed up by the earth. Not only them, but their families too. I just always thought this is such a sad yeah. account. Give you some questions. Yeah. Like the earth, this is number 16, verse 32 um well verse 31 and as soon as he had finished speaking that's moses finished speaking all these words the ground under them split apart and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to korah and all their goods so they and all that belonged to them went down alive into sheol and the earth closed over them and they perished from the midst of the assembly and all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, lest the earth swallow us up. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men offering the incense. So so question for you, Pastor. All right. Um, <clears throat> why, like, what about their families? Like, why is that okay for God to do that? I mean, the easy answer is, like, God is the the just ruler of the world and chorus families probably did some stuff wrong too so god can do what he wants Mm -hmm. but like that's not really emotionally satisfying Mm -hmm. so like what what's up with that i don't know Mm -hmm. how's that not very emotionally satisfying yeah at least honest yeah i think that's about as honest as i can be i think if we if we read the account and it just said that the rebels themselves were the only ones that got swallowed up, I think we would way understand easier. that. Way like, easier. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, but you know, the same thing happens with um, Aiken, doesn't it? Later in. Um, Is it his family too? Joshua. Oh, I, wow. I think it's his whole family. And that, and that's, uh, so though, I think that's why these accounts that where we feel like people are getting what they deserve. That's why they, for me, they kind of turn a corner and become really sad mm-hmm. is because like their family perishes along with them. And I think if I were preaching either on the sin of Achan, and he's the one that took 
took things and hid them in his tent when mm-hmm. they conquered, I think it was AI. Yep. Um, I think one of the things I would try to draw out is that your sin has consequences for other people, um, like really severe consequences for other people. Like mm-hmm. notice these people, these guys that we read about in the Bible and how they, they weren't intending to like have consequences for their families. Right. But their families did have like really, really severe consequences. Mm-hmm. And that happens now too. It does happen too. So you think about things like adultery and divorce, mm-hmm. right? Where someone sets out not to cause a problem for their family, but their family becomes very involved in mm-hmm. their sin. Yeah. Right. Or even like just like a, a, a kid being disobedient, like in like growing up and like despising their parents like they're not trying to maybe they don't like their parents are trying to hurt them but a lot of times they aren't like a lot of times they still love their parents and yet it can be like very heartbreaking for the parents of kids that yeah go a certain way yeah absolutely so that that's one account and then the end of chapter 15 is this um really really interesting kind of i don't know opposite type account like Korah's rebellion is like okay there's this huge rebellion it's very public mm-hmm. at the end of numbers 15 there's a guy gathering sticks on the sabbath and oh, no and they the people see him and they bring him to moses and say what should we do with him and moses um asks the lord and the lord says um the man shall be put to death mm-hmm. all the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp mm-hmm. and that can be really hard and kind of an opposite way because we're like why was that so bad yeah you know <laughs> um, did we talk about this on a previous episode i just probably to... and we've just forgotten <clears throat> well like just just about the the whole like the idea that um when god is initiating a, a covenant community mm-hmm. the behavior as it's starting is really important for its continuation yeah we did we just talked about that when that we talked about um nadab and abihu so Leviticus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think and then Ananias and Sapphira. That's how yeah. I would explain the stick thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little uneasy about people's families dying. Yeah. And I think we'll probably talk about that more when we get to Joshua. Yeah. But I think for yeah. this week, we're out of time. Yeah. I think so. I think we should probably devote most of our Joshua discussion to the brutality of the Old Testament because it comes through very clearly in Joshua. Excellent. I think so. that's a great idea. Two weeks from now, we're talking about brutality. Next week, we're talking about Deuteronomy. Matt might ask me how I'm doing more in a couple weeks. But for now, have a great week, everybody. Let's go have some uh, pecan pie. (laughs) Goodbye.